All right, well, what have we been talking about for like 10 weeks now? Daniel. Daniel. And the lion said, ooh. And the bell guy. <laughs> the bell. I don't know which one is it. Belshazzar? Bell is Belshazzar is a different guy. Belshazzar is Daniel. Daniel's <laughs> Babylonian name. Anyhow, um, let's summarize, because this is What happened in chapter one? Oh, oh wait, John, you didn't even recognize that Frank was here today. Frank? Frankie. Frankie. Welcome, Frankie. How are you today? He's mostly upset that you called him out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in chapter one, uh, we have the capti- uh, their capture, right? So King Nebuchadnezzar conquers Jerusalem and takes a whole bunch of people back to where? Um, the, yeah, the, uh, taken from Israel, and Daniel and his buddies are part of what group? The Chaldeans. The Chaldeans, and there's this thing about them eating food, but they don't. They follow God's rules, and it's better for them. Uh, what happens in chapter two? Um, they like steal stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't they take like the cups and stuff? <laughs> Next first uh, man is Daniel. Dream. Good job. I don't know what, what book Riley is in. I think he might be in Genesis where maybe where uh, Joseph fakes the stealing of the the cup, gives it to Benjamin. But that's that's way different. Okay. Uh, Neb's first dream. Somebody give me a synopsis. It's like it's a tower. It's like a guy. It is a man, and he is made out of different types of metal. And Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom is the head. Okay. Then the the Medes and the Persians. Mm -hmm. And then it's um, Rome. Rome. Greece. Greece. And then the bottom is Rome, and um, it goes from top to bottom from who's best to worst, and it's gold, silver, bronze, iron, and clay mixed together. And Mm -hmm. then a big boulder that God comes. Well, no, that's heaven comes and hits the foot, and then the whole. Statue falls, but then that Nebuchadnezzar just thinks that he's the best anyway. Because he's conceited and he thinks he's awesome, yeah. Alright, chapter 3. 72 people said no. That was the rocks. The rocks. Rock Shack. Rock Shack. Rock Shack. Rock Shack. There you go. Yes. Shack and Bang. That's the big things in Veggie Tales. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I figured some of you would get it. Yes, that's the fiery furnace. Chapter 4. Doesn't it become like a goat man? Out oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't become a goat man. Yes, he does. He yeah, does? He, he goes crazy and he lives like a beast in the wild for seven yeah, years. I thought he found a goat man. And then its horn was pulled out and another horn. That's and... different. Oh. That's one of his dreams. That's one of his visions, or one of Daniel's visions, yeah. <laughs> But right. he didn't actually become a goat, right? No, okay. but like, <laughs> what would you look like if you spent seven years in the wild and never cut your hair or your nails? Your nails would be Oh, I would be dead. I don't think you would look nearly as cool as Tarzan. Just saying. Like, anybody who, who didn't take a bath for seven years, pee you. All right, what happened in chapter five? Um, a chapter five. I really should have to get a chapter five. <laughs> Babylon. Baby, low. 
Well, I was right. Oh, a Babylonian stole soldier. Yeah, that's 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 Right, so the Medes and the Persians die. take over, there's a hand that writes on the wall. Oh, and it says you're gonna die. It says like Oh, it's like the weird the weird yeah. thing. Yeah. And he's like, You're gonna die. Well, and then only Daniel can yelling. interpret it. Yeah. Alright? So that's what happens there. What happens in chapter six? Um uh wait. Never mind. Oh, uh, you well, know. No? You don't? Nobody knows. Come on, um, Daniel in the... Lion's Den! And then they didn't eat him, and then they threw the other people in, and then they're lying to them because God was Alright, like, so this, these are stories from Daniel's life. That What's the second half of the book? It's Daniel's not life. Uh, the, Jesus! Isn't it like Bel Shazar? Bel Shazar? Or oh, Nebuchadnezzar? Prophecy. It's, yeah, it's prophecy. Alright, so I taught you seven and eight, so you guys should know all about them, right? Oh, the first part is is historical, and then oh. the second part is prophecy, which has some history built in, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, what was the prophecy in chapter seven? Um, that the Antichrist came. Four beasts. You remember these? Oh, yep. Oh, and then yeah. the last one, um, you pulled out the horn, and then it was the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That last terrible beast. Mm -hmm. So the four beasts are again the four kingdoms. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's kind of a rehash of that, but instead of the stone coming <clears throat> and crushing the statue, which had one meaning, now we get to learn a little bit about Antichrist and then Phoebe's goat yep. in chapter 8. The goat! Oh, and the... The man. It's a he-goat. You're correct. You have to put he-goat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, who's the ram? Um, um, curly Jesus? Mm. Oh, the, 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 the kingdom. The ram. What? Okay, so what kingdom did the ram signify? Babylon. Babylon. Or the Medes and the Persians. Persians. Persian. Oh, and the goat is the Medes. It's, you guys can be twenty-five percent. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, it, it had two different horns. One was greater than the other. Oh yeah. That's the Medes and the Persians, right? And then you have the goat, which is Greece. Yeah. All right. And then we talked about Alexander the Great a little bit, right? And then uh, this was a prophecy of somebody we talked about last week as well. Um, I we'll talk about him a lot today, even. Yeah. Antiochus. Um, oh yeah, but he's pretty much he's like representing the Antichrist. Correct. He's a he's, he's it like, is he's a guy from history, right? He rose out of uh, Alexander the Great's kingdom, and uh, he hated the Jews. Oh, he killed like eighty thousand of them, and destroyed the temple and stole like a billion dollars from them. It's pretty oh, terrible. Wow. All right, so we talked about him and how. That worked together. What happened in chapter nine? Um, then that was the last time Pastor Michael, Eric taught you. But Michael had to come and like, cause oh, yeah. the guy got in the way of my angel, which might have been Satan, it might not have been. We don't know. But then they had to call Michael. Um, and I think like, it might be a chapter ahead, but yeah. But you said that was the last chapter we learned about. No, that was the last time Pastor Eric talked to you, which was two weeks ago. Mm, so what happened, Riley? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember when Daniel prayed? He had a big long prayer. And he talked about the sins of 
the nation and uh, you know he asks for forgiveness and all of that. And then there's a 70 week prophecy. Oh, oh yeah, like like we're, 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 we're the three weeks right the now. Seven weeks are like seven hundred, seven years. Seven Each week represented years. Yep. Okay, so that's what's in chapter nine. Right now we're in the middle and until they build the temple and then the Antichrist will come and then it'll be seven weeks. Right, so we're waiting for that last week kind of thing, right? Yeah, and then it'll be that and then it will be bad because the church can't protect us anymore, and then I don't know. Yeah. All right. So you started talking about last week, and that guy. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah. And Michael. Well, first it was a normal angel, and but Michael was like the archangel. Michael had to help him. Yeah, because Michael had to fight off Satan. Well, right. it might not have been Satan. We don't know. Well, it could have could have been anything that was trying to prevent. Yeah, but it had God's to be someone. Will. It could have been it was Satan. Well, well, it could have been, or it could be could have been an agent of. We don't necessarily yeah. know, and it doesn't Somebody really matter. It could have been Satan's archangel. <laughs> All right, um, and then. So essentially, there's this prayer here, and the guy, the angel is trying to come answer it, is delayed by that fight, right? It's kind of what happens. For 21 days, right? Luckily, Daniel prayed for 21 days straight. Kind of, kind of crazy. Not crazy, kind of awesome. Something to aspire to. Um, all right, and then we get into chapter 11, which you talked about last week as well, kind of the first half. And you talked about that guy Antiochus, right? Yeah, and he was like the Antichrist pretty much almost kind of. I like to think of him as like the son. preview before the movie. Oh, no. All right, Antiochus is the preview. The uh, Antichrist will be the feature film. So we get some, some details and the gist kind of, of really what's going to happen. Commercials. Well, <laughs> that's true, <laughs> yes. Uh, Antiochus is a type for the Antichrist. Alright, so, did Levi talk to you about kind of what I talked to you about when we first started to look at uh, prophecy? No. no? What do we need to remember? We didn't say no. We said I don't know. Uh, we all, uh, we, oh, that like, if you look at it, it's... Like, oh yeah, but then like, once you get closer, they're, they're like, 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 um, probably they're probably yeah, like, oh my So as we pass through time, looking at this mountain range of prophecy, one mountain ends up being, we end up passing a mountain that used to look like part of the bigger picture, right? So when, when God tells us something, it's not necessarily chronological, all right? It's not chronological. Right. So we're going to get into that. We just got to keep that in the back of our heads as we go through today because we're going to kind of jump around time a little bit, but it'll all make sense if we think about it this way because God's giving us the big picture. And that's all we need to know, all right? So let's pick up where, a little before where you left off last week, all right? We're in Daniel chapter 11 still. Daniel chapter 11 and start at verse 28, please, Phoebe. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Daniel chapter 11. Yes, Daniel chapter 11. It's 662. Seven hundred eighty-eight in my Bible. Well, you have a better Bible than the rest. Five hundred twenty-four. Anyhow, Daniel chapter eleven, verse twenty-eight, please, Phoebe. What page is it, Riley? Six hundred sixty-two. 
you suck. <laughs> Hold up the whole you're, class. You're in the new class. Calm down, bro. Damn. One more. 28, 28. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then shall he return into his land with great riches, and his heart shall be against the holy covenant, and he shall do exploits and return to his own land. All right, remember, we're talking about Antiochus still here. Keep going. At the time appointed, he shall return and come towards the south, but it shall not be... As the former or as the latter. Or the ships of ship. Cyprus. Hmm? What? It's supposed to be Cyprus. C-H-I-T-T-I-N. Okay. That's shall definitely we, different. Shall come against him, therefore he shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do... He shall even return and have intelligence with the with them that forsake the holy covenant. And all who shall stand on this part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And such as do which be against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. And they, and they that understand among the people shall instruct, shall, shall instruct any, yet they shall fall by the sword and by the clan, by the captivity, and by spoil, and by spoil, and by spoil any day. Now when they shall fall, there shall be hope with a little help, but many shall flee to the with flowers. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge, and make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time of the end. <clears throat> Alright, so again, this passage is Daniel's prophecy of the Acts of Antiochus, okay, this Greek guy who really hates the Jews. Antiochus comes to Jerusalem and persecutes the Jews, kills tens of thousands of them, uh, and destroys and steals. And uh, you guys talked about last week, we kind of went over it already, how this guy is a type for the Antichrist. Uh, and that's why this prophecy is kind of all merged into one, right? We're looking at this far off view and we're getting details about Antiochus but it also gives us details about the Antichrist but with the next verse here we're going to switch to just talking about the Antichrist okay keep going one more verse and the king shall do according to his will and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods and shall prosper till the in Education. Indignation. <laughs> Indignation be accomplished 
For that is determined shall be done. All right. So this is, again, where we transition from past fulfillment to future fulfillment, okay? How do we know? Well, we passed that mountain, okay? We know because Antiochus was actually faithful to the Greek gods, all right? He even put a statue of Zeus inside the Jewish temple. Like, that was how he said, you know, I hate the Jews so much, I'm going to destroy your entire culture. We're going to desecrate the temple by putting my god in place of yours, all right? So he's not the guy who puts himself up as God, okay? We're t- so now we're talking about the Antichrist. Keep going. <clears throat> Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the, the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of fortune and the God, and a God whom his fathers knew, not shall he honor with gold, silver, and with precious stones, and pleasant things. Thus shall he do in the most stronghold to the strange God, whom he shall acknowledge, and increase the glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many, and shall divide the land Alright. <clears throat> uh, so what do you think it means when it says Antichrist, Antichrist will uh, serve or honor a god of fortresses? We just read in the last verse that he's going to exalt himself as God. So what does this mean? It seems like it kind of conflicts. If he's exalting himself as God, how can he honor a God of fortresses? Well, because he says that he is a God and there is other gods. Besides just the one God. Really what he's kind of getting at, think about saying God of fortresses as military power. All right? So that's really what he's going to use as his might okay so he's going to come he's going to have a huge army and he's going to conquer everybody around and split up nations for gain right that's what he's saying here it's a prophecy about the military might of the antichrist keep going and at the time of the end shall the king of the south push back him and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind many ships and he shall enter over into the countries oh wait i skipped one with chariots and horsemen and many ships, and he shall enter into the country and shall overflow and pass over. He shall enter also into the glorious land. That's Israel. And, and many countries shall be overflowing, but these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and, and Moab and the chief of the children of. But he shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt and Bolivians and the Ethiopians. Ethiopians. Ethiopians shall be at his steps. But tidings, but tidings of the east and the north shall trouble him. Therefore he shall go forth with great fury and destroy and utterly make away many. And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas and 
the glorious holy mountain, yet he shall come to his end, and none shall come. Alright. <clears throat> So we've established that we're no longer talking about Antiochus, but Antichrist. And we're, because we're talking about Antichrist, we're also talking about the end times. So at the end times, Daniel tells us a lot. And it's kind of hard for us to verify this. You know, we just kind of have to accept what's going to happen here because it's going to happen in the future. Right? <clears throat> so uh, it says that the king of the uh, north and the kings of the south uh, shall come against him. And the king of the south, you know, that may be Egypt, uh, and maybe the Arab nations, you know, these are all just kind of things that we're guessing. And, you know, it doesn't matter too much. And then the king of the north might be Antichrist himself, uh, or it might be a different nation like Russia or something. Uh, but all that we can be sure of is at the end times there will be a great battle of conflict and all of these nations coming together, but it's going to happen at Israel. All right? So there's going to be this final battle where armies come from the north and the south and meet at Israel to do it. All right? And this, is, will, this will be where the Antichrist meets his end. All right? Let's keep going into chapter 12. So see how at the beginning of the verse there it says, at that time. Remember, we're dealing with prophecy, so time is kind of difficult. When it says at that time, it doesn't mean that right after this battle, right after the kings of the north and the south come, this is what's going to happen. Instead, it means that the things that we're about to talk about happen in the same time frame, the same era. Okay, Because uh, <clears throat> it mentions here... The tribulation, the thing we call the tribulation. You see it's, uh, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was seen since there was a nation. Okay? We call that period of time the tribulation, and we believe that that is a three and a half year period uh, before this last battle where the Antichrist is destroyed. Okay, So, <clears throat> a little confusing, but we're just getting the big picture here, right? Uh and part of what makes the tribulation so bad for Christians and Jews is that the Antichrist is around doing his persecution. Okay? So that's why we, can, we know that we're talking about the general time frame as opposed to this happens, then this happens. All right? So it says right here that the tribulation will be worse than anything that has ever happened before. So think about it. It's going to be worse than the Babylonian captivity that we're, we learned so much about over the last 10 weeks, right? It's going to be worse than what Antiochus did to the Jews. It's going to be worse than what the Romans did when they destroyed Jerusalem. You know what the Romans did? Um. <clears throat> about 50 years after Christ died, they came in and completely destroyed the temple. Put a pig up in it. That was their way of desecrating the temple, okay? Because <clears throat> the uh, you, Jews aren't allowed to eat pork. Right, oh, yeah. so it was it was a super like spit in your face. We don't care what you think. We hate you, kind of desecration. All right, <clears throat> it's going to be worse than the Holocaust. Why can't they eat pork? God said so. Yeah, God said no, no. Mm -hmm. Wait, we can eat. 
Correct. Because Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. We do not have to, the, the law does not apply to us anymore. Right? Well, not, not like the... The Mosaic law. Right? We can get into that later. That's a huge discussion. <laughs> all right? Uh, so all of these awful things, the tribulation is going to be worse. Okay? But at the same time, at the end of the verse, God gives us a promise of being saved. It says, no matter what or how bad it gets, God will save those who love him through that tribulation. All right? Keep going. Verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the best of them shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. All right. Again, we're talking about the, the time frame here, not necessarily a this, then this. Okay? Uh, when it says many here, the translation should really be all, okay? The sense of the Hebrew word that uh, Daniel used is, ev- is everyone, but also a great number, okay? It's kind of like saying, I have one apple. I'm going to give all my apples to Brightly. <laughs> that's, that's one way to think about it. Or I could say, I have a million apples. I'm going to give all my apples to Brightly. Right? That, those are two very different things, but I can describe them the same way in English. We don't really have a word to differentiate between giving all, but it's only one, or giving all, but it's a lot, but the Jews do. Okay? So that's kind of what, what that means here, and that's why they use the word many. All right? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but we also know that there are two resurrections, Okay? Because that's what we're talking about right here, right? Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, okay? But we can replace many with all, so everybody is going to have a resurrection, right? Because of Revelation, we know that there is two. First is the rising of the believers, and then there's also the rising of the wicked, okay? And that's kind of depicted here as well. Some shall rise to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. All right. But those two things we believe are chronologically separated by a thousand years. Right. So again, we're just kind of Daniel's giving us this huge, big picture. It's not in order, but all of these things that we can look forward to. Right. If we are one of God's righteous ones, we'll get to raised from the dead and be part of his millennial kingdom. Keep going. And that they who rise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the star forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even at the time of the end. Many shall run to and grow, and the knowledge shall be increased. Okay. So here Daniel gives us another sign of the end times. Okay. What does it mean to run to and fro? To run back and forth. Basically. All right. So when it says running to and fro, an increase in knowledge, this can kind of be recognized as the ability to globally travel. And a free flow of information like the internet. All right? So this is, this is one of those signs of the end times. Another way that we can look at this verse is God says to seal it away. All right? God almost says that the info that he's giving to Daniel 
isn't for Daniel to understand. But as we get closer, knowledge will increase. Or another way to say it is we will be able to understand a little bit better what's going on here because we have the historical context, right? Antiochus doesn't come onto the scene until uh, after Daniel is gone. So he doesn't know what's going to happen, but we can have that perspective to help us understand the end times and what the Antichrist will do, right? I'd say both ways of looking at this verse are probably correct, right? So we're just getting closer and closer every time. Keep going, five through seven. So here's one place where we get the three and a half year timeline for the tribulation, right? Times, or time, times as in two, and half a time, so three and a half, right? It also says this in, in Revelation. <clears throat> Skip the whole page. All right, so this is, uh, you know, one of the places that we can understand that. Uh, one more verse. So it's kind of nice to think about what Daniel says here, at least in my opinion. Uh, Daniel is told all of these crazy things, or it seems crazy at the time, certainly amazing, uh, and it doesn't make sense to him. So it's okay if it doesn't make 100% sense to you right now. Well, he's an adult, and he's, you know, earlier in the book, he's called one of the beloved of God. Like, this guy and God are tight. And he doesn't understand what's going on or what he's being told. So it's okay for us to not understand. Uh, and so he wants to know, how's it going to end? Like, what's, what are you trying to say here? So let's see what the angel goes on to tell Daniel. <clears throat> let's finish up the book here. And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the final day. Who shall be purified and made by your tribe? Yet from the time that they that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that make it desolate set up, there shall be a, a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that budgeteth and cometh to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. But go thou thy way till the end be for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the 
All right. So when the angel tells Daniel to go his way, all right, that essentially means don't worry. Don't think about it. Okay. He asks, how's this going to end? And God says, don't worry. So that applies to us as well. We shouldn't worry. We have God's promise that he will take care of us. In some cases, like Daniel, uh, the events of the end times aren't even in their life, lifetime. Right? It's not something that they'll have to worry about. Uh, but you know, they have to teach others about it. In other cases, you know, possibly ours or possibly our kids or sometime a long time in the future, these events might be in their lifetime. But still, they... Uh, we all can trust in God's promise that he's going to take care of us. Okay, So it's not something we really need to concern ourselves about how terrible it's going to be. We know that God's going to take care of us and it's all going to end up okay. <clears throat> so let's talk about the couple number of days that are mentioned here. Um, so we talked about three and a half years, right? The Jews used a 360 day year at this time. So this comes out to 1260 days, okay? Uh, and then what are the other two numbers that are mentioned? Uh, 1,290, or wait, uh, oh no, we didn't say yep. that. 305 and 30 days. 1,305 and 30. You're close. Okay, 290. Here's your three numbers. All right. So what do these even mean? Um, so we believe that that 1260 days is the time period of the tri tribulation, right? That's the three and a half years. Talked about that. Uh, some people believe that Jesus, you know, we believe that Jesus returns at the end of this. So this is when Jesus comes back. So the question is, if all of these timelines have the same start, what happens 30 days after, and then 45 days after that? Right? Um, some people believe that the sequence of events will go something like this. Right? At the end of times, there's some event that they're calling this abomination of desolation. Right? That's kind of the. It's all over the chapter. In the time of Antiochus, the abomination of desolation is when he put the statue of Zeus in the uh, temple. Right? In the end times, we don't know what that will be. So that's the start of this time period. And then we get our 1260 days, Jesus returns. And then 30 days later, or our 1290 days, uh, we believe, or some people believe that Jesus' kingdom will be set up at this point. All right? So this is Jesus' kingdom is ready to rock. Because he's going to rule for how long? Oh, uh, well, um, 1,290. 1,000 years. Oh, yeah. Right? That's his millennial kingdom. And then right here, we believe that this is when the nations are judged. All right? That, but all of this is kind of speculation. So it's not hard set in stone. It's not like there's somewhere in the Bible where we can say, okay, this is where it's going to be. And we, we speculate because we want to know, but the Bible doesn't tell us because we don't need to know. All right? All we need to know uh, is go on your way.
just like Daniel was counseled, right? Go on our way. It's important to have this information so that we can recognize the signs of the end times, but we shouldn't dwell on it, shouldn't focus in on counting days or years or, or whatnot. That's not what God is trying to have us do. He's trying to say, this is what's going to happen, but have faith, all right? If you are one of my own, if you're one of God's people, doesn't matter when you live or when you die or what happens to you in between, he's got a plan for you and he's going to keep you safe and everything will end up working out for the best. All right? He will keep and save his own. And that's the book of Daniel. Have a good week, guys.